by atop Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the Prince of the Parquet, the Captain of Causeway, the Governor of Green. Oh, wait, really? He quit? Okay, then. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. Hello and welcome to a weekend edition of Celtics Express. As always, I'm your host, Jay Corwin. Teddy Tuha, the magic behind the glass. Thanks for joining us on this installment. We'll preview Friday night's game against the Jazz at TD Guard. We'll also take a look at that rare Friday-Saturday back-to-back when the Seas head south to Memphis in the Grindhouse which hasn't been so grindy this season. The Celtics beat the Nuggets Wednesday, leading the Eastern Conference at 24-6. After laying an egg in Chicago Monday, the Seas responded with that season-high 124 points in defeating the Nuggets Wednesday night, shooting 59.5% from the floor in that game, the highest shooting percentage since a 60% game against the Magic back in 2013. The Celtics did allow a season-high tying 118 points to the Nuggets and were out-rebounded 48-30. to Startling, they still get the win. Kyrie Irving returned. A big reason why, of course, after that one-game absence with the quad bruise, he had 33. Jalen Brown shedding his goggles, went back to contact lenses. He put up 26 points. Aaron Baines was huge with 17. Jason Tatum with 15. Boston also got a huge spark off the bench from one Shane Larkin, head coach Brad Stevens. I felt like Shane's pressure kind of turned the game for us. You know, he made it a little bit tougher to get into their stuff. And then he obviously played great offensively, made big shots. The timely three that he hit when they cut it to three was huge. Larkin with 14 points in 17 and a half minutes, most of them in two important spurts. Subnote on the roster, Celtics sending Abdel Nader and Gershon Yabuselli to the main G League affiliate Thursday before that ESPN game with the Mad Ants of Fort Wayne. So the Celtics host the Jazz Friday evening on Causeway Street, Utah. Losers of four in a row falling to 13 and 15. They do have rookie Donovan Mitchell. He's been a bright spot leading all first-year players at almost 18 a game. Former Jazz forward Gordon Hayward says he hopes to meet up with some of his former teammates, but also hopes that he beats them by 40. We'll also see the return of Jonas Jerebko to TD Garden. He played three-plus years with the Celtics and was a fan favorite at times way back on March 14, 2008. That's when the Jazz walked into the Garden, hammered the Celtics 110-92, dropping Boston's record at the time to 51-13. and Of course, that season would produce the franchise's 17th NBA title. That's the last time the Jazz won in the North End. The team has lost nine straight games in Boston overall. They come in 0-2 on the start of a six-game road trip. The Celtics then head out after the Jazz game to Memphis. Memphis started the season in Fuego at 5-1 with a win over the Warriors, two over the Rockets in that span. It's been all downhill since then. Memphis losers of 15 of 16. The identity not clear this season as they look to build around Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley. They're just 8-19 and, and now trade talks and an inevitable rebuild make up most cooler talk for Grizzlies fans. Word on the street is, though, the Grizz have been declining calls about Gasol thus far this fall. They still feel confident they can go somewhere. The team's GM, Chris Wallace, telling ESPN, quote, I think we'll be heard from the rest of this year and in years to come. Referring to players Dylan Brooks, Andrew Harrison, Gerald Martin, Deontay Davis, Ivan Rabb, Kobe Simmons. Yeah, exactly, right? Who? Also, side note, the Stax Museum of the American Soul Music in Memphis. That's a must-see if you're ever in town. The trade deadline is February 8th, 2018. That's more than a week before the NBA All-Star Game. That'll be Sunday, February 18th in L.A. Potential trades now more viable as of Friday as free agents signed between early July and mid-September now eligible to be moved. 
those not including bird rights, of course. We take a look at injuries and the Celtics roster moving forward. Some good news on that front this week is Gordon Hayward is out of that walking boot, given the okay by doctors on Wednesday, less than two months after fracturing that ankle on opening night. So the looming question is, will he make a return this season? He certainly hasn't closed the door on that possibility when asked. Chauncey Billups and Tracy McGrady on ESPN's The Jump Thursday. It's not even a question for me. First of all, I'm happy to see him up and out of that boot. But two... No. Invested a lot of time and money and resources into this guy. You're going to need him to be good for five years, um, with the exception of this one, for, so four more. Yeah. But I, just, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take a it, chance. They're developing those young guys. They're playing really well. Keep getting them guys' confidence. And let this guy get 100% and have a summer to train again. Yeah, well, I look at it like this. If he's able to come back mm-hmm. and, and play a few weeks in the regular season. conditioning up. Yes. Right. If he can come back in March and play a few weeks in the league in regular season, why not? I would take a chance on it. Al Horford and Marcus Morris both out in the front court for the Celtics on Wednesday night. Horford's absence described as rest, although he's been dealing with some knee problems as well. Morris will apparently need weeks to make his knee right. Danny Ainge on Thursday in his regular weekly radio interview on the Sports Hub in Boston saying a rehab plan is being mapped out for Morris that could include him getting some playing time during that process. Still no official word on Horford's status for Friday night, but a birdie tells me he will be in the lineup. Ainge also saying he doesn't want to use that disabled player exception granted by the NBA for Gordon Hayward's injury just to get them through this rough patch. The Celtics could have used that $8.4 million exception to get a player now, use him in another deal. That would have had to been done by last Friday as it needs to be two months before the February 8th trade deadline. Multiple reports are saying the Celtics are likely to use that, if at all, closer to the trade deadline. For more on this, we head to the Celtics Express customer service line. Teddy, hit me. Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there. That's Celtics Express Customer Service. Give us your take at 617-807-0013 to be heard on the show. We welcome in NBA writer Matt Chin to break down this money mumbo-jumbo. You can get on the Celtics Express customer service line. Anytime you have a thought, just leave a message at 617-807-0013. Matt, thanks for taking a minute. Give us the nuts and bolts on this. Yeah, so the Celtics have an $8.4 million injury exception, uh, obviously stemming back to Gordon Hayward's injury, and they have to use it before March 10th. Uh, it does not carry over into the next year. So they can claim or trade for any player that has one year left on his current contract, or they can sign a free agent. Uh, but it has to be within that $8.4 million threshold, or else it will go against the luxury tax, which the Celtics are already pushed up against. Um, so if you're looking at free agent wings right now, um, you know, old friend Gerald Green is out there, Brendan Rush, uh, Corey Brewer is kind of falling out of good graces with the Lakers because they're going young. Uh, Monte Ellis has not played this entire year. Mm. He's a bit a bit on the older side. Um, so those are your wings. I actually think uh, the combo bigs and then the bigs positions is a little bit more interesting um, and, and fills some more needs for the Celtics. Uh, Ersan Ilyasova is out there. He could be bought out. 
at any moment by the Hawks, who are obviously trying uh, to tank a little bit to get a good draft pick. So he's a good buyout candidate. Um, also, Boris Diaw, who is playing in the French League right now, has an NBA buyout clause. So later in the season, he could be an option as well. Um, most interesting names out there for young big men who fit that $8.4 million threshold is Nerland's Noel. Noel, uh, not getting much playing time in Dallas uh, and had to send that one-year deal. You know, there aren't a lot of buyout players at this point in the season, but... Um, you know, it's something to keep track of as the season progresses. All right, we thank Mr. Chin on the Celtics Express customer service line for bringing some expertise to the show. You can find him on Twitter, at MadChinNBA. He's got some great nuggets on the daily for you to keep track of. With that, we wrap another episode of Celtics Express. We thank Matt Chin for joining us. We thank our legions of fans for tuning in and showing us so much support. Celtics and Jazz in Boston Friday night. It's then in Memphis on Saturday for that rare back-to-back front-loaded schedule for the Green this season. As they head to London in January, just one game in 10 days, the reason for that kind of odd scheduling here. So find us, as always, on iTunes, otgbasketball.com, where you can find plenty of podcasts. You want to check that out daily for all your NBA information. Happy Christmas, Kwanzaa, to all of our Celtics Express family. We'll talk to you soon, and we'll see you next time at the Garden.